right. We watched the Friends reunion on HBO Max. And the Friends are back. And hey, speaking of Friends, it's Throwback to School, the podcast where we talk about stuff we liked in high school and whether it's good anymore or not. I am wearing too many clothes, and I'm Andrew, and with me is... Liza, could I be wearing any more clothes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Liza, how are you? I'm good. It is hot and sunny, and that makes me feel good. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, doing pretty good. Um, we watched The Friends Reunion on HBO Max. It's been 17 years since... The end of Friends. Can you believe it? <laughs> and they're back for one time only, it appears. Um, and they will never be in the same room ever again. Yeah, so uh, we can get right into it. So the Friends are units on HBO Max. It is a non-scripted, for what we know, uh, like, so I think when people heard about a Friends reunion, there's many ideas bandied about, one of them being what it ended up being, which was like, the actors come together and reminisce and tell stories and like they end up doing like a table read of like a couple episodes and like answering questions from the audience and just kind of going down memory lane. There was also an idea of like they could do an episode and like just it, have it be like, where are they now? What's you know, what what are all the characters up to? So what they end up doing is having a like they come back to the studio. They see the set. They've obviously built you know they built the apartment again they built joey and chandler's apartment again they built uh central the coffee Perk. shop mm-hmm. so they go back to the the main sets like you know ross's apartment is not rebuilt and you know other other places they've been to but we get like a catch up with the actors and so it, you, the the opening is i thought the opening was so funny because it's 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 schwimmer walking in just like Oh, wow. And he's walking into this empty studio. And it's like, you're kind of made to think like, one, like like David Schwimmer wasn't greeted at the door. Like, he just kind of like came in by himself. He's wearing his backpack. Like, oh yeah. my God. The backpack was weird. <laughs> it was very weird. And it's just like, and he's just like, oh, I haven't seen this in such a long time. Uh, where is everybody? And then they all come in one at a time. And so... We find out that, like, they have not been together all in a room since the finale. Yeah, that's what they say. I don't know. Part of me is like, are you just saying that? Well, but, I, I, I'm yeah, sure. I guess maybe they've seen each other in, like, pods of yeah. two or three over the last 17 years, but all six of them in one room. Yeah. I guess hadn't happened, which, I mean, I get it. Like, they're all busy people mm-hmm. and i'm sure after like ending a show people wanted to take breaks or something like that hey um, they were on a break <laughs> currently they were five out of six of them mm-hmm. agreed that they were i i don't know about that joey was, I mean, he more was, on joey's he was having uh, a, he was having some fun yeah <laughs> um so i don't so before we get into like what happens in the show there's there i had a main takeaway about the at least how they were portrayed in the show the actors themselves, you know, Jennifer Aniston, Matt LeBlanc, Lisa Kudrow, Courtney Cox, David Schwimmer, and Matthew, Matthew Perry. Perry. So here's my takeaways. Matt, uh, Matt LeBlanc loves the show, watches the show all the time, and is really familiar with the show. Like, he's the one who's like, he's making mm-hmm. inside references. He knows the answers to all the questions. He remembers every bit of it. He's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He loves the show, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa Kudrow and also Jennifer Aniston as well. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston too. I think Gen- um, so. Mm-hmm. Matt LeBlanc, Jennifer Aniston, Lisa Kudrow. I think are three really nice people, and I think they get along with everybody. Um, Jen- uh, Lisa Kudrow herself seems like really, really nice. Like she seems like a kind of person mm-hmm. I would, I would like, really like to meet. Mm-hmm. Matthew Perry seems like he's having troubles like he seemed sad and i wasn't sure like i i know he's had problems like obviously he's had like substance abuse problems i think he's been pretty open about like having some mental health struggles too he seemed detached and i was really kind of sad for him because this didn't like there was a lot of parts of this where he seemed out of place like he felt out of place yeah i i agree i think it was actually like yeah it was sad Mm -hmm. like 
not sad like they shouldn't have invited him because it's sad to see it was more like i just felt bad for him yeah. and, and like like you could tell that he's been like struggling and for a really long time now mm-hmm. and um and like he's not he's no longer hiding it like i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he's always struggled and been through the 10 years of filming yeah and well he talks and about, he, he kind of like, talks about that where he says like if I didn't get a laugh, it yeah. felt like I was failing. Dying. Like, I, would yeah, die, I would die, he even said. Yeah. yeah, he was very, like, those little bits of honesty mm-hmm. with, like, yeah, that was really, like, sweet and sad. Yeah. Like, I just, there's something about, like, someone being that, like, raw and honest mm-hmm. in front of people they've known their whole lives and in front of cameras is really, um, I don't know, there's power to that, but yeah. it, it was, like, really really sad to see him like okay you've you've had some hard times and and he's trying to keep up I mean I think he is trying but like there's only so much you can like perform Mm -hmm. and I think maybe he's done performing the like happy happy like silly guy and 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 like that's fine um but then it's just the, the contrast between like the rest of them still being sort of in those like how we viewed them for mm-hmm. so long, they're still in that. I yeah. feel like Matt LeBlanc is like he's probably the more different. Yeah, Matt mm-hmm. LeBlanc still is Joey. Like he's just like yeah. the friendly kind of goofy, you know, like aloof guy. Like mm-hmm. you know, he's obviously not as dumb as Joey is, and like maybe not as like right. promiscuous as Joey is. Right. But he's like he's like the affable. Like he's just everybody's friend, and like. When Matthew Perry walks on set, you can tell, like, the person he's most excited to see is Matt LeBlanc. Like, it feels like they are, yeah. like, outside of the show, they continue to be, like, friends with each other. Mm-hmm. And the separation kind of felt like with everyone else. Like, it didn't feel like he just was all that excited or connected with anyone else from the show, which is, like, fine. It just mm-hmm. it just seemed, like, not strange, but, like, I just I kind of felt bad for him because, like, you know, the the other person who didn't seem all that jazzed to be there was Courtney Cox. Um, she was very quiet. Yeah. I and feel I, like she didn't have a lot. I don't know if it was the editing or yeah. or that's just like, I don't know. Also, like the show that she did after Friends was like very intense. And mm-hmm. she was very, she was, she was a lot in that show. Yeah. So maybe that's why I was sort of like expecting her to be a lot more like and monica the character of monica is very not quiet yeah so maybe that's where like yeah she was not talking that much and just sort of like yeah i don't know i think some of them did were more comfortable being themselves Mm -hmm. i feel like yeah um i was actually most surprised by my matt leblanc i like i kept saying like i feel like he's the most normal person out of this group right now like he knows like his body has changed quite a bit Mm -hmm. especially because he was well they're all cast originally as like pretty gorgeous hollywood people so it doesn't matter but but he you know his character plays the like lady lover or whatever he's a hunk the hunk Yeah. yeah so but like he's just like yeah I'm like fucking fifty years old like yeah. right, right. and like he mentions his wife's name like I don't know there's just a couple glimpses at him mm-hmm. that you get that I feel like I feel like he's the most norm- normal yeah human and talking about like oh yeah when it's on cable like Maureen and I just like watch it yeah <laughs> it was just very he's, I don't know it was very endearing like the, to he seems see like him. the one you would see at the grocery store and it wouldn't be weird. Mm-hmm. like you know like jennifer aniston may go to the grocery store but probably at like weird hours so that nobody <laughs> sees her and you know like and like put sunglasses on yeah and like of course she is like she's a high profile mm-hmm. person even still like it's not mm-hmm. like she her star has faded that much like it would probably be difficult for her to be in public but like matt leblanc just kind of seems like affable nice man that you would just run into anywhere and it'd just be like, Hey, Matt LeBlanc. And he'd be like, hi, thanks for recognizing me. Cool. And then, so that, that is something to keep in mind that like, this is a, a, I think probably at least a full day's worth of footage that they edited down to an hour, 45 minutes. Right. So what we're getting is a really condensed version of what these people went through that day. 
Mm-hmm. And also, like, I'm sure there's more stuff with, with Matthew Perry. There's more stuff with, with uh, Courtney Cox that either just didn't fit into what they were presenting or whatever. So, like, what we're getting is the editor's version of the of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, it's not exactly a fair representation of probably what they were feeling that day. We're just kind of going off of what we saw on the show. Right. I want to make that very clear. I'm not, like casting judgment on Courtney Cox or Matthew Pear for being like, Ooh, why weren't they more happy to see everybody? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I noted was, I think David Schwimmer might be kind of a jerk in real life. <laughs> he seems like, yeah, he's I, that I'm, I was kind of not surprised. I feel like I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it kind of, I agree. Like, I think his vibe was weird he has, and like he has extra little, awkward. He has a little bit of the, excuse me, I'm talking vibe when like other people like there's a part where he's telling a story and like jennifer anderson's like excited and like trying to tell the like you know like add something to the story and he just talks over her like he just steamrolls her and she's like oh okay and she's like stop she's like okay finish your story but then he's just like you know he's like oh like i was just like oh he's that guy he's the i'm like you know ross is a, a professor and so like not that he, Ross and, and David Schwimmer are the same person, but he's definitely one of those people who's like, I'm the smartest guy in the room. I have the most to say. And therefore, everybody should be listening to me now. Yeah, I think it also fits with the fact... I had no idea he was a theater kid. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a, he's a, he was a theater actor yeah. before Friends and then almost... And then did a little bit... The TV that apparently didn't go well i don't know what that was i really liked that part of the episode where they showed what like uh matthew perry's failed show that super like in the future like tsa was shit. bananas <laughs> that that almost went to series is crazy so yeah it was this like it was like the, the a future tsa like you know like people would like come to the future and they, they have to like go through this thing and he's being chandler like he's you mm-hmm. know making snarky comments. It's just crazy that that was almost the show that would have prevented him from doing friends. Yeah. And then like Jennifer Anson also had like a thing where she was like a, like she worked at a front desk of something and yeah. Or like a diner or something. Yeah. Like, there's a, like there's like a whole bit about rare steak. They, yeah. They show like this one bit about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that those were almost like the things that prevented them from going on the, the most famous TV show of all time. Yeah, which, like, yeah, got them extremely famous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I agree with you about the David Schwimmer stuff. I was like, okay, so he's kind of, I think there's a lot of things going on, but I feel like he's kind of fall, um, falling into that trope of, like, theater people thinking of television as, like, not good enough for them. Yeah. And and the fact that they, they shared that piece of information with us and his attitude on set like kind of clicked together for mm-hmm. me where he's like oh okay he's the condescending guy yeah. like he's just always thinking that he he's like so much better than this mm-hmm. um which is kind of i think really funny because he ended up playing a like awkward um self-conscious nerd for 10 years yeah. like <laughs> okay <laughs> um yeah, it's really funny because I, I also, I think I might have mentioned this when we actually covered the show, The Friends, is like, as a kid, you're made to love Ross. And I remember like having a crush on Ross mm-hmm. slash like thinking he was like cool and fun. And then watching this the series again as a like young adult being like, wait, Ross is kind of a crazy dick. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, so then I feel like I had the same kind of like, realization about the actor as well with this show is like oh okay he's out of the dynamic of the group is like interesting because it was definitely telling that some of them are more yeah you're right like there's three of them they're just like friendly with everyone and Mm -hmm. they they sort of like they know how to roll roll with the punches and be like go with the flow and then the three other ones are like either have really strong personalities or are condescending mm-hmm. or are having like issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was interesting. What did you, so what did you think of the reunion? Like as a whole, like, did you like the reunion? Did you like how they did it? I'm 
disappointed that they didn't call it the one where they reunite. Uh-huh. Like, for, it's kind of dumb, but I'm like, why? Like, that's the whole thing it's about Friends right is that each episode is supposed to, it starts with that pattern, the titles. Mm-hmm. And then they mention that in the show, like Joey or or Jennifer Aniston. I can't or sorry, Matt LeBlanc or Jennifer Aniston. I yeah. can't remember. Mention some of the episodes that start with the one blah, blah, blah. So I was like, that was like easy and on the plate. Why mm-hmm. didn't they just do that? Um, but otherwise, I don't know that I love the whole like live audience with James Corden. I'm not like, I don't particularly care about James Corden. He's fine. I don't mm-hmm. hate him. I don't love him. Um, But I, yeah, I didn't really need the live audience. Yeah. Like I almost, because like w- w- I watched the Prince of Bel-Air. Mm-hmm reunion and it, and there wasn't a live audience it was just the cast talking to each other mm-hmm. um on the set that was rebuilt and then of course some like footage of um of the show or footage of them shooting the show or stuff like that which they did in here but i don't know that i i didn't really care about the live audience aspect mm-hmm. of it um i almost i would have like cut that out for just more of them talking to each other yeah um just to like sort of get a glimpse at the dynamic of them all i thought that was more interesting to me um and especially because like they could have taken turns asking even if there was like prompted questions Mm -hmm. they could have just done that without james corden being there um Mm -hmm. the whole like them playing the game was kind of fun i thought that was yeah a good like um so we're back at the episode where they they lose the apartment um or the girls lose the apartment and the boys mm-hmm. get it um but yeah i don't know about the but i guess with the live audience they could do like a couple other things like have uh the producers on screen and the, some of the writers um they could do the weird fashion show which i didn't that was very strange to me it seemed it seemed like if nothing else it seemed like these are famous people who like the show so let's find a way to get them like it so it's it's cara delavine delavine is that her name sure uh justin bieber and then i have not seen or heard this of this like heard the name mention of this person in like 15 years cindy crawford who like looks like she has not aged a fucking day i was absolutely when they said cindy crawford i was like Oh, that's weird. I haven't heard her name in a long time. And apparently she's been in a freezer for 15 years because she looks exactly the same. So funny enough, Cindy Crawford is probably the one that I felt was the most appropriate for the show because she was actually... She was of that time. She was of that time. And I, th- she might be on the show for one episode mm-hmm. or and or Chandler has an obsession with her. I can't remember, right. but she like pops up in the show mm-hmm. so i feel like if they had only chosen people that were cameos or that were like mentioned in the show right. versus, or like a recurring joke or something versus like two people who were like but like not... justin bieber and some random actress model right. who were like, like maybe born weird. when the show debuted yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> that i was just like i don't get it like i i don't know it just was really very like it kind of made the whole thing even more absurd yeah. i guess to me i what i want i i guess like i i'm a little surprised that they didn't do this which is have multiple friends reunion specials mm-hmm. and have one where it's like them reminiscing and then one where they like do table reads and then one where they do an entire one of audience questions because like instead we got i think like one audience question which was like was there any romance on set? And then like, ooh, you know, like it's the it's the lightest softball of softball questions. And I'm not expecting like hard hitting journalism or, or, you know, like, but I think at some point it would be nice to hear either the cast or the producers or the creators of the show to have some sort of reckoning with the fact that it's an extremely white show. Yeah. And just have somebody say like, you know, it was it was of the time, but I would even say we made a mistake. You know, like yeah. I, if we could redo it again, of course we'd redo it with just like some sort of reckoning of like how white the show is, how heteronormative the show is. Mm-hmm. You know, even though Carol and and um, what is Carol's partner's name? 
Susan? Susan. Carol and Susan are like a prominent lesbian couple in the show. Yeah. They're still like they're side characters and like it still only portrays like it's it's of the 90s obsession with like men's obsession with lesbians, which is like yep. being a lesbian is okay unless you're you have but you have to be a certain kind of lesbian. But also lesbian means that you hate men. Yes, exactly. It's always like it's it's very still men centric, of yeah, course. It's a male centric gaze of lesbians. Mm-hmm. But like gay characters are always the cartoony mm-hmm. caricature. You know, like if, if there's a gay character, they have a strong lisp and you know, they do mm-hmm. the limp wrist thing. Oh, and there's plenty of, of transphobia with Chandler Chandler's yeah. like all the episodes where Chandler yeah. shares his like I don't know what in the show they call his family drama and trauma, yeah. which like we could it's have an entire right. hour and a half on like dissecting the, right. the issues with that. So yeah, just, no, be... they totally didn't address any of that. Right, And like, or... I'm not, again, I'm not expecting, you know, like this to be like an expose and to like catch the actors off guard and to make them go on the defense or something, but just at some point to like have some sort of like, commentary about that from the people who are involved with the show i guess yeah or even those the producers and the writers like i i think like that would have been a great they also like weirdly enough all the famous people that were did cameos in the show that they brought like they have reese witherspoon Mm -hmm. and a couple others they mentioned julia roberts and some other ones um all of those cameos are also white yeah and and then they have the whole in in kind of in contrast, they have the whole portion of the of this episode showing how global this mm-hmm. show was, which I totally of course related to because it was huge in France. Yeah. I like they and then they have these random people from cr- throughout the world talk about like their their like bonding with the show, why they watched the show, why it was so great at the time, why all a whole lot of us learned English from the show, mm-hmm. like and a majority of those folks were people of color. Yeah. Like there were people from Africa. There were people from like different parts of Asia, like mm-hmm. and and Europe, and and like nobody sort of like builds that 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 connection of like lots and lots and lots of people watched the show, mm-hmm. including people of color, yeah. in, including LGBTQ um, people, and uh, but yet they watched something that was super super white. Yeah. And so, like, trying to, like, kind of wrap that together, they didn't do a good job. Yeah. Maybe maybe that would be, that would have been, like, an opportunity to hire someone else than James Corden and maybe a present, like, a comedian or a presenter of color to mm-hmm. bring that up. I don't that, know. That like, being... th- there was an opportunity there that I don't think they took. Yeah. That being said, that was my favorite part of the episode was, like, having the different people from around the globe talking about the show and like what it meant to them like that one the one young man who like his father was like dying and like it like he used the the show kind of became like his like the thing that he used to like cope and like something like it was almost like a comfort blanket and then like the people were talking about like dealing with depression and like how the show was just a, a sort of like a thing that they it's the it's it's binge tv and like they they sort of like it was a bunch of people talking basically about the emotional aspect of why you go back and watch old episodes of television shows. Yeah. And it's because it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's a litany of problems with friends, including representation and, you know, phobias that they don't, you know, address very uh, uh, carefully. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, it's a show that made a lot of people feel really good. Mm-hmm. And I thought that part of the of the finale was, like, by and large the best part which is just like people talking about what this show meant to them and you know it's a a lot like butt kissing and you know like it's 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 a like the entire thing it's an hour and a half fluff piece on the show you know yeah i mean also the whole point of them having a reunion is fan yeah fan fulfilling like of course they're gonna have people that talk about the show in, in positive ways right like and that that's fine but i agree with you that maybe they could have been a little bit more genuine in being the ones to Mm -hmm. bring up like although lots and lots of people love the show continue to love the show and it meant a lot to them yeah we we acknowledge that it did not represent people properly Mm -hmm. um i also wonder i wonder if um 
the show, like, because, you know, like, uh, Matthew Perry has talked about a lot in Post Friends that, like, he doesn't, there's parts of, there's years of the show he doesn't remember because of his substance abuse problems. Mm-hmm. I wonder if reminiscing about the show doesn't make him feel good. Like, it's just like. No, I, a- I wouldn't be surprised, if, especially if, I mean, him, like, making comments about, like, oh, at the time I would, like, have died to, to if people mm-hmm. didn't laugh. And then um, the Joey, um, Matt LeBlanc talks about the like messing up the scene where he trips yeah he keeps tripping and, like, and blows his shoulder and then, out yeah and then and then Matthew Perry ends up like once they sh- they show sort of the dynamic the, I mean they were having fun on set but like Matthew Perry sort of shows like yeah but like Joey was getting a lot or sorry Matt LeBlanc was getting a lot of laughs uh-huh. and I like being the the person oh, that he oh, is yeah, with his yeah, like yeah. and just like wanting to steal the laughs from him yeah which I'm, I doubt that Matt LeBlanc saw it like that. It didn't seem like, but that's how he felt about himself. Mm-hmm. And so reminiscing about like the parts of yourself you don't love when you are already battling with a lot of like mental, um, yeah, yeah mental, like mental issues and, and, and substance abuse and things like that. Like, yeah, I, I'm very impressed of him. Like he didn't have to say yes to coming. I mean, I'm sure they were paid to do it. So I don't know, money maybe was an incentive, but... They were paid very well to do yeah. this. This. I mean, they were paid really well to make the show, so I doubt they, like... I'm sure they used the same type uh, of money. I to... heard I heard between three and four million dollars each, each to yeah. appear for this reunion thing. Yeah. And, like, the reunion, this, this has been, like, teased for years, this reunion thing. Right. And originally it was, like, teased on Netflix, and then when HBO Max started to become a thing they suddenly were putting it together and it was a big selling point for hbo max with like when they launched hbo max they were like the friends reunion is happening on hbo max this is why you must spend 15 dollars a month for our streaming service because we're having the friends reunion so like this is a big it was a big deal for them and this like obviously the pandemic slowed it down and caused it to be delayed um but you know, like, and they have when they go to the audience questions, people are wearing masks, and even I think at a certain point, Matthew Perry brings up COVID, or you know, like, yeah, I actually didn't even like realize that it was filmed during COVID. Yeah. I didn't saw, I didn't see the people wearing masks until he he mentioned COVID, and I was like, oh wait, oh yeah, and then I realized that the people in the audience were like in pods, yeah, like separated from one another with masks on, and I yeah. was like, oh duh, okay. I think, I think like they're all reminiscing about something, and and they all start crying, and then like Lisa Kudrow hands Matthew Perry a, a Kleenex, and he goes, "Is this COVID? Uh, you know, whatever." Like, yeah. yeah. So like, I there are parts of it I enjoy, obviously, and I, I, I like as the episode went on, it was clear that some of the awkwardness and stuff sort of faded away like the very beginning they all seem kind of like whoa like what do we talk about like how do we how do i interact with this person like how do we interact as a group because we haven't been together like they said this is the first time they've been together since the finale as a group anyways and so there was definitely dynamics where it felt like i don't know how to act around this person i don't know if i should bring up this or say this and like as the show goes on, it's they start to fall a little more back into comfort and and feeling a little better mm-hmm. around each other, but it is. I mean, it is. It it was very weird at the beginning to see like this group of people. Oh, they look so um nervous. Yeah. When each one of them enters the set, and of course it's like produced. Like I'm not. I'm not a fool, right? Like yeah. they they have mics on. They're all like dolled up. Like I'm not saying that, but they but they still look genuinely nervous Mm -hmm. to like go into the set and they all say like i think uh, towards the end of the episode uh matt leblanc is the one that um sort of explains like well i i'm i'm really glad of how this went i was really worried about i was kind of nervous about coming and Mm -hmm. or i don't know he mentions like being um nervous about how it was gonna go and and he was very excited to see everybody, but he didn't, the things he didn't think about is like being back on a set. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the original one, but they pretty much replicated exactly yeah. how it was. And so having that like sensory overload mm-hmm. of like, oh God, you know, it would be like entering your classroom from when you were middle school or something. Yeah. Like, just like, oh, okay. And then the the cute little thing where they're like, 
is this this looked bigger when I was and they were mm-hmm. not even children but you know that feeling that you like we've all had where yeah. you're like this or you enter your your childhood home or something mm-hmm. and you're like this seemed a lot bigger when I was yeah. younger even though they were adults at the time they still like you just you know your memory changes things mm-hmm. and and I don't think Ma- um, Matthew Peer was the only one that was struggling with sub- substances yeah. at the time yeah. like I wouldn't be surprised if half of them were on coke or something mm-hmm. but <laughs> so like I think that and just like life in general they're all getting older like just your memories change yeah. and so getting like put back into this like time lapse it's like a you know yeah it it's it must be like a weird feeling and they, they all look pretty nervous mm-hmm. but not not as i mean honestly like not as like confrontational and weird as the prison bel-air reunion was oh, really? a little yeah there um this is not related but like there's an entire part of that episode where he sits down with the original vivian mm-hmm and they like hash out how she got pretty much fired from the show. Yeah. Pretty much because of Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And they sort of like hashed that out mm-hmm. as best as they can, as edited as it was. Yeah. But that was like a whole other thing mm-hmm. um, that didn't happen for friends. And so I was kind of nervous of that. I was like, I wonder if this going to be like more heavy baggage being yeah. talked through. And there wasn't. So I guess, I don't know. I wasn't surprised, but then part of me was like, I wish they had gone a little deeper. And maybe that's why I, that's what I mean by like, maybe removing all the live audience stuff and mm-hmm. just having them talk to each other would yeah. have been better for my expectations sure. or something. Did you like, the, um, did you like the table read parts where they like reread scenes from the show? I think I liked that they were laughing at each other while doing mm-hmm. it. I... I think it was also another weird part in a way. Well, first, because they sort of like lapse in as the viewer, they lapse you in and out of the actual episode to the table read and back and forth. And some, and the way they deliver it is like exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And that I think weirded me out most is like, so not only you, so, and a lot of them, like say I haven't watched the show like um Lisa Kudra is like I cannot watch myself that's just too I can't do it which a lot of I've heard that from a lot of people um but but then like I think either Schwimmer or or someone says like I don't know any of the episodes from season three to seven like I I don't that's Matthew Perry because I think that's when he was struggling the most with substance he's like I don't remember that period of the show because i was just gone yeah yeah um and so some of them having said that and then they have they do the table reads and like the way you shoot sitcom is not most of the time it's not sequential so Mm -hmm. they'll shoot scenes and then they don't i mean they know what the storyline is like but they don't do it in a way that like this happens happens after this and this happens after this besides for that one bottle episode they talk about but the then to have them like perform exactly like in the show and like Mm -hmm. as a person that have that has watched some of the episodes i've watched like more than five times like I'm also like I have those quotes in my head mm-hmm. as they're saying them and then having them say I don't know it was like a weird kind of surreal moment of yeah. like having them perform it exactly the same as in the show as it's being lapsed with the show as a person that's in my head I can already hear it mm-hmm. it's like it was like a like self-echoing moment yeah. and I was just like this is weird the uh <laughs> the one the they do the table read for when Ross and Rachel kiss for the first time. Mm-hmm. And as much as I've been ragging on Schwimmer this episode, I thought he was reading so well in that scene. I think it was like almost more emotive than, than the episode. in the show. Yeah. yeah. I thought like they both did a great job. And I was like, really like, obviously they're actors. So this is part of their job, but I was just like, man, like Schwimmer's doing a really good job here. This is mm-hmm. like, I was like, yeah, I was like, Maybe I'm more into the scene now than I was when the show aired. <laughs> yeah, I 
I agree with you. I think some of those, like maybe with time, they've like, I don't know, improved their dramatic mm-hmm. performances as well, having done other things than sitcom. Yeah. Um, and also like having the like personal emotion into it of like the excitement of seeing people again or like the nostalgia of of being in it. Mm-hmm. So maybe like those were like real emotions being used yeah. to act, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. I think some of those it was just like this is almost more endearing than the actual episode Mm -hmm. i i was also like never one of my favorite parts actually of this episode of the reunion is when they talk about the reveal of chandler and monica sleeping together in vegas um london in oh in london right right and who's the super fan of the show (laughs) (laughs) and that the way they like sort of like pulled that apart and explained with the with the writers that they were like well we sort of wrote this because we were like let's you know basically saying we just wanted to create some drama of like you know this is going to be a quick thing and they're going to be like oh my god what did we do and then just like move on and Mm -hmm. do something else but because of the live audience loving that that reveal of her popping out of the bed like yeah. that i remember like they show it again in the reunion and i remember like that feeling of being like holy shit yeah. like that was not expected they never read hair in any of it besides the fact that when they when they do like throwback episodes with them in high school or whatever mm-hmm. that monica does have a crush on um chandler when she's a, when she's like ross's little sister little chubby sister whatever and then they they hit at the fact that chandler finds monica attractive Mm -hmm. as a skinny person throughout the show yeah but that's sort of like i don't know they talk about each other all like all six of them like that regularly so it's not that like obvious and then of course the main romance of the show was always ross and rachel uh rachel, rachel and ross so much that you sort of like forgot that it was possible that some, that the other characters could get together mm-hmm. and so that reveal i just like that was really fun for me to watch during the mm-hmm. reunion because it like sort of validated my own viewer experience yeah. of like holy shit what's happening yeah. and then them explaining like we kind of didn't mean it but then the the audience loved it so much that we continued it and it turned into one of the more like interesting and more like fun coupling yeah. on the show almost yeah i that, that i thought that was a really good behind the scenes story and you know so was like the the stuff about like david schwimmer and jennifer anson having a crush on each other was like kind of it just wasn't very i didn't feel like that was necessary to bring up other yeah. than it kind of led to them doing the table read for ross and rachel kissing mm-hmm. it just yeah that that little bit of tidbit i felt like was that was like the juicy reveal that they like wanted. Like, you know, oh, people are gonna be talking about this, and it's like, I don't, it wasn't that interesting. Yeah, they could yeah, crush on I'm each so other. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. They, I thought I thought so too. I thought it felt kind of flat. Maybe yeah. I just didn't care in the first place, or yeah, we or maybe cr- I was just like, I don't. I feel like this is a little manufactured. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we had a little crush on each other, and then nothing happened. Okay, cool, <laughs> great. We were flirty at work. Yeah. yeah okay. I don't Moving need on. like 10 minutes of the show dedicated to, oh yeah, it would have been cool if something happened, but it didn't. <laughs> so anyways, what else is going on? Um, anyway, so overall, out of, uh, out of, uh, oh, I did also, uh, the, the stories about like Ross hating Marcel or David Schwimmer hating <laughs> The, the monkey were kind that of... I thought was so funny yeah. because yes, monkeys and primates are a pain in the ass. Yeah, like to work with. They're amazing creatures. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but they're really smart. So to get them to do shit is yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> did you was... like before we go to the rating? Yeah. How did you feel about the Lady Gaga bit? Was, I mean, it was like kind of. It was fine. It felt like mm-hmm. it just was like a thing because like, you know, uh, like Joey was going to be able to like wear his, all the clothes again during the fashion show. And then like uh, they did that whole extended bit about Monica and Chandler and the behind the scenes on that. And, you know, they did the Ross and Rachel thing that like they wanted something for Lisa to do. That was sort of her thing. 
And so the Lady Gaga thing was like, it was, I'm sure like Lady Gaga likes the show. And, you know, obviously she was like, thank you for being like the weird one on screen. And like the ones that like the one that like people like me got to look at and say, like, there's somebody like me on TV. So like it, I'm sure it meant a lot to Lady Gaga and it was probably pretty fun for Lisa Kudrow to do, but it didn't feel like it connected in the same way that like a huge cameo would like, Oh my God, Lady Gaga singing smelly cat, you know, like it just, it didn't, I was like, okay, this is kind of cute. And I, but I was like more thrilled when they brought back the backup singers who came in and did the smelly, 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 really yeah. smelly, smelly cat. I was like, I was like more, yeah, I was more into that than Lady Gaga, I guess. You know, I, like, yeah, I think I feel the same. It was like, I feel like it was, it was like produced, like it was supposed to be this huge thing. Yeah. And it just felt kind of like awkward and flat besides for when Lady Gaga said that, I think yeah. that was like the best part actually of that portion is yeah. her saying, thank you for being the weird one on screen. Yeah. And Lisa Kruger being like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. thank you for continuing the like monster in you yeah. that Lady Gaga has. Like, yeah. um, that was like a sweet moment, but I feel like the, the whole performance of it all felt a little corny kind of like yeah. forced yeah 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 a little uncomfortable um would what would you give the friends reunion out of uh five layers of joey's clothes <laughs> going commando going commando. um yeah. i would give it i'm gonna give it a four okay. i think it's really i think it's it's like really good f fan service mm -hmm. as a, as a fan and and seeing like and like seeing other fans on the show um and the impact the show had globally like i yeah. think they did really well there and like making this little nugget of people feeling nostalgic and like appreciating the show and but not quite five because of already like the things I think they could have addressed that sure. we mentioned that they they missed the mark on that. How yeah. about you? I think I'm like three and a half. I think like it's it's a nice bit of nostalgia and like it's you'll feel pretty good about it, like watching it. Like it's mm -hmm. it's while I was really bummed out to see Matthew Perry kind of feeling uncomfortable and um you know, again, like I'd like a little bit of, of some retrospect in terms of like mistakes that the show made, but, and not like a lot. I didn't want like an hour of it, like just like a, some mention of it, but overall, like I was having fun watching it. I ended up liking it more than I thought I was going to when I was watching it. I was like, cause I, we watched it a little later in the weekend and like stuff had come out on Twitter where people were just like, that was what we'd been waiting for. And so oh, people are not enjoying it. I think some people are not. I think some people kind of were expecting something more from it. And I think that's... people's expectations are too high. Yeah. So like, <laughs> with yeah. And so like, I ended up enjoying it. It's a, it's a fine hour and a half watch. And like, if you're into friends, like there's enough to kind of make you feel good into like the, the behind the scenes stuff. And like, if you're like me, we're like, I haven't delved into like the special features of the show. So seeing like some bloopers and like stuff that's like not, you know, like behind the scenes, like the stuff where like Joey threw his shoulder out, trying to jump into the couch a bunch of times. Yeah. And like, and that's how they wrote the broken shoulder thing yeah. into like, that was cool. Yeah. I really liked that. And so like, you know, they, they sure sort of show like what they did in the show to do. It, and those, he was jumping on the bed, but it's just that, they did one take too many and like mm -hmm. he leapt into a couch and like his shoulder got separated. And so like, <laughs> you know, like that sort of stuff is like, that's, that's all stuff I wasn't aware of before that. And like, you know, the, like I, as a child, not child, but like growing up, like the pivot with the couch scene used to oh. just kill me. And so like yeah. watching it and seeing that, like, as soon as they cut, like Matthew Perry is just like, cannot keep a straight face. He's, He's like losing it. And like, you know, Jennifer is like, like, okay, let's, you know, let's keep growing. And then like, you know, David Trump's like, pivot one more time. And like, it was just like, like, you know, Perry would just like, he could not keep it together. 
<laughs> and they were just having fun. It's nice to see stuff like that where like yeah. people are just like they in the moment just cannot help but smile and laugh. So I love that's I mean, we've talked about how I love bloopers. I just love bloopers mm-hmm. when you can tell that people are having fun on set yeah. because I think not that it's like the hardest job in the world, but like being on the set, mm-hmm. like there's lots of really horrible stories about yeah. being on set for like 15 hours at a time and they're exhausted and some directors are demanding and or other actors being demanding or something like that and so having like little pieces like that where they just spent so much time with each other and and having fun outside of the written bit yeah. is like so endearing I agree yeah I think it was it made me re- want to rewatch the show which is like the point of the reunion right. so like kudos to them like Right after we were done, I was this close. I'm doing, you know, half <laughs> yeah. half an inch between my two fingers. This close to like starting watching some episodes right yeah. after, yeah. and then I was like, I should probably go to bed instead. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I probably will revisit soon because now I have that little taste, right. and I'm just like, okay, now I'm really curious to rewatch the whole thing again. Yeah, same. We've been we've been watching some episodes, just kind of getting ramped up, but we we'll probably continue watching some episodes. But hey, speaking of being reunited with someone, <gasps> let's bring in our good friend and let's reunite with Fernandi. Well, reunited and it feels so good. All the behind the scenes stories I can tell about Fernando. <laughs> 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 that one time. Can there be any more yeah. flutes? One time I tried to steal Fernando's flute from him and he uh, he punched me in the face. <laughs> uh, so, Liza, the surprise prize is a question for you. Oh, okay. If you could have dinner with one of the characters from Friends and one of the real-life actors from Friends, which one would you choose? These are two separate dinners. So it's not like you're having dinner with Phoebe and Matt LeBlanc. Okay. But you could have a one-on-one dinner with one of the characters from the show and also a one-on-one dinner with one of the actors. Whom would you choose? The characters have to be the main six. Yes. Main okay. six. Um, I would have dinner. Hmm. It's hard. I feel like if you had asked me this question 10 or 15 years ago, I would have said, uh, I don't know, Monica and Matthew Perry. Mm -hmm. I think now, after watching their reunion, I would say Phoebe and Matt LeBlanc, which is funny because that was the example you just used. But I just feel like they were the most like genuine real mm-hmm. people in the reunion i think lisa Kruger being the only one that like when they asked the question would you do a movie would you do a last show or something or last season and she like it's a really long silence and then finally her saying no, no i'm sorry but no and her being like sweet not like no fuck everybody like not a jerk about it yeah. but just kindly honest and being like no i we've talked about this with the writers they've ended the stories positively mm-hmm. there's no reason to uh, to like undo that to create drama right and and also like i'm fucking 50 like she didn't say that but yeah. like i'm 50 years old i'm done like talking about smelly cats like mm-hmm. that's like i'm i've moved on in my career and i think that was a really healthy thing to say mm-hmm. i think there is like Sometimes this obsession with like returning to nostalgia that I I personally don't find that healthy. Sure. Um, so having her say that, I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But I think I would prefer because of the question you pose, I would rather have dinner with Matt LeBlanc than Joey Tribbiani. Sure. Uh, versus I think Phoebe would be fine. Yeah. And Lisa Kudrow would be fine, but because of, uh, if I have to pick between those two, then I would do that. Yeah. How about you? Phoebe was also my character choice. Mm-hmm. I'd want to eat dinner with Phoebe. And 
I I'm in the same boat. Like it's between Matt LeBlanc and Lisa Kudrow for me too. Like I I just think like I you know like I bet I think the only person I really wouldn't want to spend time with is David Schwimmer just based on how mm-hmm. he was behaving. And again, that's an editor's thing. So, like, I don't know. David Schwimmer could be a very wonderful man, for all I know. Um, Like, I feel like I would, like, a conversation with, like, with, like, Matthew Perry, I I bet I'd have a good, insightful conversation. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Aniston seems lovely. She seems very nice. And But I bet, like, it would be, like, the sort of thing. It'd be, like, kind of hard to, to, like, break the ice. I agree. I think, I think she seems really sweet. I I think she's, she can be a lot. It seems like from their reunion, like maybe she was just really excited. And like, I relate to that. Like once you're like excitement is really high, it's really hard to like contain Mm -hmm. uh, your like emotions. And um, so I think maybe a dinner with just her, I would feel very like scared and nervous. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is she sort of feels like she's too famous for me to like relate to in any way. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I think f- it would, it would take her, like she wouldn't be able to be off, off, yeah. like off guard with someone she doesn't know, which she doesn't know me. Yeah. Sadly for her. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's her, that's her bad. So I, I think I'm going to go with the same answer. I think I'd eat dinner with real Matt LeBlanc. He just seems like the kind of person who's like, there's no facade. There's no like Hollywood, thing not to say that like lisa kudrow or you know whoever would would do this but he just seems like normal guy matt leblanc you're gonna have like a you know conversation you'll be able to joke about stuff and like you know he'll be like interested in what you do and all this stuff so yeah i want to like have dinner at his house with maureen yeah and watch friends together like (laughs) yeah that's the other thing is like i bet like it'd just be fun to sit there and like watch him like laugh at the show and like watch him have fun and kind of reminisce. And I bet like he has fun stories. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think Phoebe and Matt LeBlanc is also my answer. Great. For dinner. I will give one credit to Schwimmer. He did say something throughout the reunion that I thought was interesting and insightful was when they talk about, they have a a whole portion of of, of the episode talking about like the fame of it all. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's right before they talk about how global the show was, but um, they talk about like being on all the magazines and, and, and like just press conferences and like these got really famous. And he mentions the fact that at the time they didn't know anybody, but the ensemble cast who was going through that amount of fame, that Mm -hmm. fast, that widely known globally, that, at that age mm-hmm. and so i think like that was an interesting thing to share of yeah. like how crazy that must have felt and ha- but at least it being like an assemble cast thing to like share together i thought that was a nice thing of him to say and i mm-hmm. and, and still like kind of insightful they didn't really dig into that but him saying that was to his credit yeah <clears throat> um so anyways uh, if you want to shoot us to global superstardom, you can start by subscribing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash goodtalkstudio. Get bonus bod- bonus podcasts there every week. You can go to our Instagram, instagram.com slash throwbacktoschool, and twitter.com slash tbt school. It's cool. And, That's uh, right. Hey, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>